Hello and welcome to either episode 90 or 91 of 60 Minutes With. This is a soundtrack show and today I'm going to be talking about one of my all-time favourite singers. Much beloved to me and introduced to me at a very young age by my mother and that person is Glen Campbell. Glen Campbell was one of 12 children. He was the seventh son, imagine that, of a very poor sharecropper and he was born in the middle of the American Depression in 1936 near the Missouri River in Arkansas. When he was a very small child he was playing with his brothers and sisters and fell into the Missouri River and apparently died for a few minutes and his brother Lindell resuscitated him. He wasn't much older than Glenn himself but from then on Lindell thought that Glenn was destined for great things and he was right. It wasn't long after that that somehow this incredibly poor family managed to scrape the money together to buy Glenn a guitar which cost five dollars from Sears and Roebuck. Glenn was only four but he'd seen his uncle Boo play the guitar since he was a baby and was obsessed with learning it himself. When Glenn was only eight any money that he made from odd jobs or his birthday or Christmas or whatever, he would save up, go to the, the nearest town and buy Django Reinhardt records and copy what Django was playing. To me, that smacks of a child prodigy. Because as I'm talking about Glenn, you have to remember that for the early part of his, his career, Glenn may have sung but nobody knew him as a singer rather they knew him as a shit hot guitar player. Glenn's family was so poor that when he was 14 he'd left school and ended up working in a crew of Mexicans that picked fruit, <clears throat> any sort of fruit, cotton, tomatoes, whatever. And he travelled around America picking whatever crop was available. And it was during this time that his uncle Boo, who was also a guitar player, got in touch with him and said, you've got to come out where I am. We're going to form a band. We can make some money. So when Glenn was around about 14 to 15 years old, he ended up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. There is, I've read that there, he did appear on local television, but I couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, so if, there is somewhere out there a very young Glenn Campbell playing guitar on local television in America. But he could make a lot more money from playing guitar than he could from picking tomatoes. So he left that completely and just stayed on the road with his Uncle Boo. Time went on and Glenn's prowess at playing guitar increased and also his reputation as a solid musician got around and he ended up being part of probably the most famous 
and wonderful group of musicians that I'm sure a lot of you will be familiar with called The Wrecking Crew. And The Wrecking Crew were a group of studio musicians who worked with anyone who needed a backing band. One of Glenn's first, uh, one of his first gigs was working for Phil Spector and he was part of the Wall of Sound. Imagine that. He worked alongside musicians like Leon Russell and the amazing drummer Hal Blaine and also Earl Palmer, who's also an amazing drummer. Uh, and in 1963, he played on 586 sessions. So if you imagine the amount of songs that Glenn Campbell has played on over the years that nobody knows about, really, it's astronomical. He probably played on practically every great record that was released in the late 50s, early 60s. He also amazingly created a lot of the guitar parts on um, the Beach Boys Pet Sounds, which again, a lot of people don't know. They don't also don't know that the Wrecking Crew worked on that album, but that guitar that you hear is Glenn Campbell's guitar. And it was his own composition as well. He came up with the riffs, but never really got cited for them. But then Glenn worked with so many famous people. He played on Frank Sinatra's Strangers in the Night. In the night, even. <laughs> Strangers in the night. I had to sing at some point. I probably will sing again in a minute. He also <clears throat> played guitar on you, The Righteous Brothers, You've Lost That Loving Feeling. I'm not going to sing that. My voice isn't deep enough. And The Monkeys, I'm a believer. And my voice is high enough for The Monkeys, but I won't torture you. Uh, he also played on huge hits by Bobby Darren, Lou Rawls, Ricky Nelson, Mill Haggard, Bobby V and Elvis Presley. How amazing is that? But of course, you've got to remember that, you know, Glenn could sing, but people didn't really know that he could sing. And he was getting a bit, you know, sort of fed up of playing well with the Wrecking Crew and wanted to be an artist in his own right. Uh, and he recorded his first album in 1967 and it was called The Big Bluegrass Special. Now, I have this album and I'm not particularly a big fan of bluegrass. But it is a great album and it's a good album to listen to if you're feeling a bit miserable. You soon perk up listening to it because it's so it's such a happy album, even though he sings about his dead white donkey and stuff like that. So that was released and it sort of did OK as far as country albums go. But it was uh, him meeting his songwriting partner, Jimmy Webb, and the... Um, release of Gentle On My Mind, followed by By The Time I Get To Phoenix, which really cemented Glenn's solo career. He'd left The Wrecking Crew and now finally he was an artist in his own right. And By The Time I Get To Phoenix uh, was an incredibly popular album and actually won Album of the Year Grammy in 1968. So now Campbell's, you know, he's 
singing, going on toys, getting more and more famous. And he's given his own TV show. And this TV show is bought in the Britain by the BBC. And I vaguely remember seeing Glen Campbell on television. And that's how my mum fell in love with him. And who can blame her? What a very handsome man Glen Campbell was. Uh, and us girls, we can't resist the double whammy of a good looking ginge who can sing. <laughs> but I can remember my mum really, really loved him. And because she played his albums all the time, I have been saturated with Glen Campbell. And I love him too. But he is, was fantastic. Uh, I probably should mention that Glen Campbell was also in True Grit and I actually can't remember if he dies or not at the end of it. It's a long time since I've seen True Grit but uh, True Grit was one of my dad's favourite films because he was obsessed with John Wayne. <laughs> um, I think he won Best Oscar as well for uh, the song True Grit which isn't one of his best, I have to say. I think um, Glenn Campbell really explored. He was well known, but I think it took until 1975 before he really, really exploded uh, fame-wise with the release of the song Rhinestone Cowboy. Now, it's a, it's a great song. You know, all Glen Campbell's famous songs are, are wonderful. Rhinestone Cowboy is great. I think probably out of his famous songs, By the Time I Get to Phoenix is probably my favourite one because it's quite sad, followed by Galveston, which is a, a beautiful song as well. But um, when I was nine my mum bought an album called Words and I still have this album now. Um, and this is before the release of, uh, I think Words was released in probably 1973, I seem to remember, when Rhinestone Cowboy was released in 1975 so my mum sort of was ahead of the curve a bit as far as Glen Campbell was concerned. Uh, so I was nine when she bought this album and um, I was I was looking at it just before I, I came to record this show and uh, it's still in pretty good nick considering she played it so much and then uh, gave it to me and I still play it too, believe it. I play all my Glen Campbell albums. I've got quite a few of them. Um, so this is a song, uh, the first song I'm going to play that, that some of you may know because it is quite a famous song by Jacques Brel, the French artist. And it's called If You Go Away. If you go away on this summer day Then you might as well take the sun away 
All the birds that flew in the summer sky When our love was new and our hearts were high When the day was young and the nights were long And the moon stood still to the night bird's song If you go away, if you go away, if you go away But if you stay, I'll make you a day Like no day has been or will be again We'll sail the sun, we'll glide on the rain We'll talk to the trees and worship the wind Then if you go, I'll understand Leave me just enough love to fill my hand If you go away, if you go away, if you go away If you go away, as I know you will You must tell the world to stop turning Till you return again If you ever do For what good is love Without loving you Can I tell you now As you turn to go I'll be dying slowly Till the next hello If you go away If you go away If you go away If you go away As I know you must There'll be nothing left In this world to trust Just an empty room Full of empty space Like the empty look I see on your face I'd have been the shadow of your shadow If I thought it might have kept me by your side If you go away If you go away If you go away But if you stay I'll make you a night Like no night has been Nor will be again I'll sail on your smile I'll glide on your touch I'll talk to your eyes That I love so much But if you go If you go away, please don't go. The reason I've loved Glenn Campbell since I was a kid and continue to love him is hopefully you would have grasped this from listening if I if you go away is that he puts so much feeling into every song that he sings and he has this beautifully expressive voice which can swoop and soar and literally bring me to tears I if I'm feeling a bit down about something 
and I'm listening to Glen Campbell, I he can make me cry. And that is one song that has brought me to tears. I know it's terribly sloppy, isn't it? But it has brought me to tears a few times. I haven't picked any of his famous songs, obviously, because you would have heard them on the radio or when you've been going to the supermarket with your mum in the car. Maybe she played it or your gran even. But I think um, the reason I continue to look, because we all, we all are ingrained with music that our parents like. Um, my mum really liked Glen Campbell. And as you grow older, you think, oh, yeah, my mum liked Glen Campbell. Oh, yeah, he was OK. But I continued to like him in a way that I would go out and, and I actively, if I'm in a secondhand shop, and see a Glen Campbell LP. And it's playable. I buy it uh, and listen to them. Um, and I'm not particularly a big country and western fan. And that's the thing about Glen Campbell. I think he's indefinable. Although his sound is sort of countryish, even bluegrassy in a lot of his music, and he is associated with country and western music, I think Glen Campbell's voice lifts it above country music and puts it in its own genre. Glen Campbell is one of a kind. So, over the ensuing years, he um, had various battles with alcohol. He was addicted to cocaine. I think he might have been arrested a few times. He had a lot of wives. He's got something like 400 children. He lived a life. He, I suppose, he's, <laughs> he's like the Keith Richards of uh, country music, but, but he's more talented than Keith Richards. Um, and I don't say that lightly, you know. Glenn Campbell, and again, please Google him. Go on YouTube and just Google Glenn Campbell playing guitar. And if you like guitar players, he'll knock your socks off. Even if you don't like that sort of music or don't particularly like Glenn Campbell, please go and Google him playing the guitar because he is amazing. Better than Ingve Malmsteen. Yeah, that's lost a few of you, hasn't it? <laughs> um, so, in 2011, when he was 75, Campbell was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Uh, and knowing that he didn't have long to sing his songs... He went on the Glen Campbell goodbye tour. Now, when I saw that I've never seen Glen Campbell live and when I saw that tickets were available in Manchester to see him, 
I waited and waited and waited and did that thing that I'm sure you've all done as well, sat at the computer, waited, 8.59, 9 o'clock, then you go straight on it and you try to get a ticket. I didn't get a ticket. And I saw tickets for sale on eBay and various other sites and they were going for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds. And it really pissed me off because I am a genuine a, a real genuine Glen Campbell fan and really, really wanted to go and see him. And I couldn't. Uh, and I was a bit gutted about that because I knew that he would never tour again. So the Glen Campbell tour was his last tour. And it's quite lovely, really, because his kids were key members of the band. And another sort of bittersweet thing about his last tour was that uh, James Keach, who's Stacey Keach's brother, uh, James Keach is also an actor and um, uh, is a, a very respected director as well. He's um, He's been in loads of films. Uh, he followed Glen Campbell for parts of this tour and it was 151 dates that he did. This is a man who just found out he got Alzheimer's and he did a world tour and it must have been gruelling for him. Uh, but what resulted from this tour, um, the goodbye tour, was a film called Glen Campbell, I'll Be Me. And about a year ago, I was sent it uh, and it's just been re-released um, shortly after Glenn's passing and it is such a it's such a wonderful film it really is wonderful I seem to think that it, it's either available on Netflix or Amazon and if you like Glenn Campbell or you know someone who has Alzheimer's or dementia give it a watch it's a hard watch but at the same time, it's also really uplifting and slightly depressing as well. But this is, it, it, it's really filled with feeling and filled with music as well. Um, and the one miraculous thing about it and the one thing that really comes through from this film, apart from how much his family love him and uh, how gentle James Keaches with his intrusion is that you can see everything slipping away from Glenn. He's the look of puzzlement on his face and his kids will say, do you remember when blah, de, blah, de, blah. And he'll just look at them and you can see that he doesn't even know who they are anymore. But when he gets on that stage, he can remember all the lyrics and how to play the guitar and he can sing the song. I think he only has a couple of little hiccups as far as singing goes. But it is, uh, it's it's a great documentary film. So, my darling Glenn, because I do feel like that, truly feel like that about him, died on the 8th of August, 2017. Um, and I think by now you know that Chris, 
when Chris and I talk about something together, we get very sloppy and a bit maudlin and a bit weepy as well. And I'm glad that we can express our emotions like that. And I'm not ashamed to say that. I was, I cried. I did cry. I shed a few tears when I found out. And even talking about it now, I feel a little bit upset because I, I, Glenn Campbell's music and songs, I've grown up with him and it, it really means a lot to me, meant a lot to me and means a lot to me as well. But um, I'm going to end this podcast with my favourite song of Glenn's, not written by Jimmy Webb, but in fact written by Conway Twitty. And the reason I've picked this song is because of the way that Glenn sings it. The, him singing this song can absolutely floor me. Now, some of you may listen to it and think, what is she on about? But if you're in a certain mood, and if you've ever loved someone and know that you can't be with them, or you love someone and they don't feel the same way about you, and you listen to Glenn sing this song, you'll have to go and get a box of tissues. So rest in peace, Glenn. And thanks for all the music from my heart. So I'm leaving you with uh, the 1970s version from Glenn Campbell's Good Time album which I believe you can buy on eBay. Um, so here's a cover of Conway Twitty's It's Only Make Believe. People see us everywhere They think you really care But myself I can't deceive I know it's only make believe My one and only prayer is that someday you'll care. My hopes and my dreams come true. My one and only you. No one will ever know how much I love you so. My only prayer will be someday you'll care for me, but it's only me.
Thank you for listening to either episode 90 or 91. I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> He's going to shout at me with this. Oh, oops. <laughs> I should know. How professional, Tina. Yes, yeah, so thank you for listening to my very small sound check, I hope. <laughs> I tried not to talk too much. <laughs> Makes a change for me. If you'd like to follow us, please follow us uh, and like us on Facebook at 60 Minutes With. You can follow us on Twitter at 60 Minutes With. Uh, Dave hasn't got his own Twitter because he is Mr. Mr. at 60 Minutes With. You can follow me on Twitter at Spanky Spangler. You can follow Steve on Twitter at Solid Air 50. I hope I've got that right. And you can follow Chris Jellyman at any local toilet that's sort of, you know, open because that's where he normally hangs around at the weekend. No, his Twitter handle is at Dastardly. I can't even say that. At Dastardly Jabby. I wonder what that means. Why? What? Chris, what's the Jabby stuff about? Could be a bit rude, I suppose. Hmm. Hmm. Yes, so uh, thank you very much for listening and here's to the next one.